In the West Texas desert, the horizon seems to go on forever. It can drive you a little crazy, heading in a straight line for 100 miles and seeing nothing but roadkill. But then, bam. Almost like a shimmering hallucination, I see this oasis. In the middle of barren nothingness, there's a hill covered in oak trees. This is the tiny, tight-knit community of the Davis Mountain Resort. As I pull up to the entrance of the resort, I see an enormous sign. Warning, private residence. All trespassers strictly forbidden. When somebody just walks up the door, I won't even say hello, I'll just shoot them, that's it. Drag your dead ass out of here. That's Joe Rowe. He's lived here for more than 20 years. And he's got this beautiful adobe house. He built the thing himself. And since he prefers to shoot first and ask questions later, it's a damn good thing he was expecting me. When did you first shoot a gun? Probably when I was 10 years old. There's more guns in this house right now than there are people, I guarantee you that. You hear that snap? Okay, okay. Joe is a lot nicer than he'd like you to believe. <laughs> Everyone in West Texas loves this man. No wonder. He greeted me with low-fat, fresh-baked blueberry muffins. And the thing is, he's actually got a pretty good reason for owning all those guns. Fifteen years ago, he used them when he got into a showdown to defend his homestead. We built it, and I intend to stay here. I didn't build it to give it to someone else. See, it all started when a stranger rolled into town by the name of Rick McLaren. McLaren had some ideas that didn't sit well with Joe Rowe. You didn't really talk to Rick McLaren, you listened to Rick McLaren. Rick McLaren moved in just down the street from Joe. McLaren was a secessionist who believed that Texas was annexed illegally to the United States, so it should be considered its own republic, the Republic of Texas. And of course, McLaren crowned himself the head of the Republic of Texas. Who in the hell's he decided he's gonna just become the head of the Republic of Texas? Do you think that Texas was annexed illegally? Even if there was, it's a little late in the game now. We disagreed over some things philosophically down through the years. Their main quarrel was over the fact that McLaren organized a militia group for the Republic of Texas. He set up a training camp a couple miles down the road from Joe. Dozens of militiamen moved into what McLaren called his Republic of Texas Embassy, and the militiamen practiced military maneuvers, which meant they had pipe bombs, trip wires, and blow up things, and they'd drive up down the road with their automatic weapons. The Republic of Texas even published manuals with instructions for creating homemade bombs and disabling civilians. The community was not happy about this. A lot of the people in the resort are retired. And the last thing they needed was pipe bombs in their vegetable gardens. And as the president of the Homeowners Association, Joe spoke up. And I'm a pretty vocal person anyway, and have a tendency to readily express my opinion about anything. And I didn't like what was going on. Because of this, Joe was on the top of McLaren's hit list. McLaren said that if anybody messed with the Republic of Texas, he would get his revenge. But McLaren said an awful lot of things. So... Authorities didn't pay him much attention. Until one day, somebody did mess with the Republic. A sheriff pulled over a Republic of Texas militiaman. And when he stopped him, he was going to take him to jail on a weapons violation. He had some illegal weapons in his car. The man was taken off to jail. McLaren found all this out by listening to his police scanner. And he lost it. He sent out the order to his men. Seize Joe Rowe's house and take him hostage. Seize Joe Rowe's house and take him hostage. That's a direct order. McLaren devised a plan to send two men to seize Joe's home. 
Greg Paulson and Richard Keyes. Paulson was the man in charge, and Keyes was to be his lackey. Joe heard them pull up in his driveway. And people started jumping out of the cars, wearing camouflage clothes and carrying semi-automatic weapons and spreading out around the house. What's going through your head at this point? <laughs> holy shit, holy shit, what's going on? <laughs> and Greg Paulson approached the back door, and he told me, surrender, you're under arrest, we come to take you hostage. But you gotta be insane if you think that you can take Joe Rowe down without a fight. And I said something like, you know, you, you know you're crazy, you know, get your butt out here. I was on the inside of the door, and he was on the outside out there, and I had my pistol pointed at him, and he had his rifle pointed at me, and we had what you call kind of a Mexican standoff there for a minute. Each man waited for the other to make a move, and just then, Joe's dog walked off the porch between the two men. Remember those Republic of Texas manuals? They said, the first thing you do when you invade someone's house is neutralize their pets. And to me, neutralize means kill. So I thought there's my favorite dog walking off the porch, and that, by the time he said, lay down your weapon, there's more of us than there are you. That was a fact, I could see that. So I said, okay, I will if you won't shoot my dog. He said, okay, so I laid my pistol down, and when I raised back up, he shot me. He shot three times. Joe was hit once with a bullet to the shoulder, and he yelled out, said, you son of a bitch, you shot me anyway. And that's exactly what I said. <laughs> And that, that was my testimony in court. <laughs> and you know what, in retrospect, that's right. He never said he wouldn't shoot me, he said he wouldn't shoot the dog. I guess he done what he said he'd be. What's it like to get shot? Hurts. <laughs> it hurts. I thought, damn, this ain't working out very well. <laughs> this ain't the way it works on TV, you know. <laughs> the, the hero's going to get his ass kicked here. Paulson and Keyes shoved their way into the house. As the leader, Paulson ordered Keyes to fill the bathtubs with water in case authorities cut off the water supply. Then, Keyes took his car down to the end of the driveway and shot his own tires out so that the car could be used as a roadblock. Lastly, they took down Joe's Texas flag and put up the flag of the Republic of Texas. It was clear they planned to stay a long time. Joe's shoulder was torn up from the bullet wound and it looked like he was in bad shape. I was bleeding quite a bit at the time. All that blood really freaked out Greg Paulson. And I think he got to thinking, damn, this old man is going to die, and I'm going to be in big trouble. I didn't kill somebody. But truth be told, Joe was just fine. You know, I had my ass kicked worse than Saturday night in a honky tonk. Went back on Sunday for more. <laughs> One hour turned into two, two turned into eight. Paulson spoke on the phone with both McLaren and the Texas police, trying to figure out his next move. In the meantime, the intruders made themselves at home. You're getting close to dark and they're getting hungry and uh, they asked my wife, is she anything to eat? And she said, well, I have some lasagna. And they said, well, we fixed her some? She said, yeah. So she come downstairs and she fixed up a big old huge pan of lasagna and dished up plates full of it. and. Gave it to each one of them, and they chowed down the lasagna. It's true that she cooked them dinner, but Joe's wife was no pushover. Scolded them severely <laughs> about tracking up her house with muddy boots. She had an attitude, and Richard Keyes didn't like that. I don't think he really liked women anyway, and he sure didn't like a strong woman. You, you could tell that by his nature. 
Keyes was a dangerous character. Richard Keyes, he just dying to shoot someone. That is the truth. And the first car that approached, he begged Greg Paulson to let him shoot him. Keyes even secretly unloaded one of Joe's pistols and laid it on the bar. Then, he kept asking Joe's wife to go to the kitchen and make him something to eat. He knew that she would pass the gun every time she walked into the kitchen. Did not doubt my mind while he was hoping that she would take a chance on picking up that pistol so we'd have an excuse to shoot her. But the leader of the mission, Paulson, prevented Keyes from getting too trigger happy because Paulson was cut from a different cloth. Murder was the last thing on his mind. Over the hours he sat in the house, he actually sat down with Joe and talked to him. Over the course of the evening, we talked about how he'd been led astray by Rip McLaren. He was already having second thoughts about what had happened. It become apparent that he, he, really, he really wished he wasn't as deeply involved in, in the situation as he was. And so it became pretty obvious to us that unless something screwed up, they probably weren't going to do any more harm to us. And the best thing we did is sit here and just hope it played out right. Thirteen hours passed. It was one in the morning before Paulson finally made a deal with the authorities. The police would release the incarcerated Republic of Texas militia man if Paulson and Keyes would leave Joe's house. This sounded good to everyone, but there was one little problem. Richard Keyes had shot the tires out of their getaway car. Then it occurred to him that they're a little short on transportation, okay? So Greg Paulson asked me if he'd use my pickup. He, he asked me. I said, well, I said, what if I say no? He said, I'm going to take it anyway. I said, well, in that case, feel free to use it. <laughs> I said, the keys are in it. I said, wait a minute, what are you going to do with my pickup? He said, I'm going to take it back to where McLaren is. I said, no, don't do that. Driving up back there in my pickup, they'll think you're me. Carol shoots you. And he thought about that a minute. He said, you're probably right. I said, won't you leave it at the country store? He said, okay. I said, will you do me a favor? He said, I'll consider it. I said, when you leave the country store, just lock the door and throw the keys in the floorboard. I've got another set of keys. He said, he's okay. That was nice of him. It was. They're just like, sayonara? Well, there there wasn't no hugging and kissing going on. (laughs) I didn't say, y'all come back now. Nope. Paulson and Keys sped away. An ambulance arrived and took Joe to the hospital. Soon afterward, the Texas Rangers stormed the Republic of Texas militia camp. Another standoff took place between Texas and the Republic of Texas. But after seven days, McLaren and his troops knew they couldn't hold out any longer. They surrendered, and they were all taken off to jail. In cuffs and on his way to jail, Paulson shuffled past Joe. And he walked by me, and he said, Good afternoon, Mr. Rowe. How's your shoulder? But he kind of had, a, I guess, a begrudging respect for me in a way. The way that Joe talks about Paulson... You almost sense that that begrudging respect might be mutual. Is there a lesson that you you took from this whole thing? I should have shot the summons when I had the chance. Well, almost. After going through Republic of Texas correspondence, authorities found out that they had planned multiple terrorist attacks, including plans to fire rocket launchers at the president. And so, in a way, Joe was a national hero a Texas senator mailed him a certificate of commendation and a Texas flag that had flown over the Capitol. And now, Joe practices his all-American right to bear arms to defend his home. I never go anywhere without a weapon, and I haven't since. He keeps at least one loaded gun in every room of his house and in all of his vehicles. Well, I've got three 9mm, one of them's got a laser sight, 357 Magnum, and a 38 Special. You don't mess with Texas. 
shots, of course, I couldn't leave without taking a self-defense class from the sharpest shooter in the West. Joe handed me a 410 shotgun pistol named The Judge. Just cock it and shoot it. Right there? Yeah. You could get a hold on it, girl. All right. Um, how do I... Just pull? Well, you just wiggle it. Okay. I hit the can of Bud Light on my first try. I can't believe I got it. And so, though I like to think that I do all right in Texas, I prefer to ask my questions before I shoot. That morning, a lady locked arms with a shotgun and the pistol rode west with the sun. Now the outlaws of Tombstone and the outlaws forever know that death is the way of the gun. Big thanks to Joe Rowe for setting Stephanie straight. But Joe, if you could call and ask Stephanie to stop shooting target practice in Snap Studios, I'd be mighty obliged. 